Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton coming again with another message in this Consistency 365 series. One of the most important things that we have the opportunity to do every single day is practice being more consistent, implementing tools that we probably already have, but just don't use regularly to show up more regularly as the person we want to be, especially in the moments that feel challenging. And I know that some of the moments that feel most challenging are when things are outside of routine. Things like dinners out, birthdays, holidays. Yesterday, I talked about my thoughts around the Easter holiday in my own family. And one of the tools that really coincides with what I talked about in the last message is differentiating between indulging and overindulging and practicing indulging without overindulging. For the longest time, those things went together for me. If I was going to indulge, I would overindulge because since I had given myself permission to not hold the line, to step away from what I quote unquote should be doing, since I had decided to be bad, or even if I hadn't consciously made the decision, and I don't think that it's actually bad, but that was certainly my mindset around it, might as well go all in, get it out of my system. And it made me feel that holidays and dinners out and birthdays and vacations were a problem. They weren't a problem. My pattern of telling myself that overindulging was the same thing as indulging, that I couldn't indulge without overindulging, that was the problem. Because the truth is, I can absolutely indulge every once in a while, even maybe a couple times a week, depending on things like activity level and how much weight you have to lose in your baseline eating and things like that, and still make progress towards a goal. The skill that I had to get better at was it was indulging without overindulging. So going back to what I talked about yesterday with my thoughts around Easter, but you could practice on any, ga- any day of the week or any holiday or any weekend or any evening out, I ask myself, what does it look like to indulge without overindulging? If I know, for example, that I'm going to go out for dinner In fact, this is coming up. We have a double date coming up in a couple of days. And I know that I eat less when I'm at home, calorically speaking, right? Because I know how I'm preparing foods and I know the portion sizes and all of those kinds of things. So I can account for that. If I'm going to plan to have a drink, then maybe I'm a little bit cleaner in the choices that I make preceding that or even the following day. I can have a drink at dinner and not have dessert, not have appetizers. Or I can have an appetizer, but not a dessert. I can maybe have a few bites of a dessert and let Chris finish the rest. There's so many different ways that this can show up, and none of them are wrong. It's about practicing. If you are somebody who feels like every time you indulge, it turns into overindulgence, and you haven't yet built the skill of knowing how to do that, look for opportunities to do that thing. So going back to thinking about Easter, what does it look like for me to indulge without overindulging?
some of that has to do with the very food that I eat during our Easter celebration. But some of it also has to do with what I do leading up to that. For example, if I get in a really great workout the day before, the morning of, the day after, just really be in that pattern of building muscle and increasing my body's energy needs through exercise, that's part of the equation. I need more energy when I carry more muscle. I need more energy in the form of calories when I'm working out intensely. So that's part of it. The other part of it is I can have one Bloody Mary, but not two. If I were going to do desserts, I could pick the one that's really, really worth it and say no thank you to the rest of them. I can have one starch, but not four, right? If we're looking at this big buffet table of food, there might be rolls and mashed potatoes and, you know, seven other different types of carbohydrates. I could decide which one looks the best to me and have a moderate amount of that instead of all of the things. So what is the difference between indulging and overindulging and how can you begin to practice that differentiation in your choices, the difference between indulging and overindulging. We'll talk to you soon.